Welcome to another episode of the You podcast. Um, I wanted, before I introduce my amazing guest, I wanted to give you some context. So as most of you that have listened or, or watched the podcast recently know, I put myself in a, a, an area of discomfort and decided to take myself away from doing marathons and enter the big scary world of ultra marathons. So I took it upon myself to enter a, a race, Glasgow to Edinburgh, 56 miles, keeping this as short as possible. On the morning of the night before, I woke up, I, I could barely move, I was in serious, serious pain, but I felt elated, like I was over the moon. So it was this juxtaposition between the elation and the significant pain that I was going through that really got me thinking. And coincidentally, and this is really quite wild, I picked up the local paper, the local paper, and I opened the page and there's a guy in my hometown who not only runs ultramarathons, but takes that to an extreme. So I'm reading down this article and I've just covered 56 miles. This guy I'm reading about has covered 220 odd miles, has run from one side of Scotland to the other, and it's taken 88 hours to do it. So I, from that second, I knew I had to get him on to the podcast for a variety of reasons, pretty obvious ones. But as, a, as an introduction, I'd love Matt to introduce himself. I'm delighted to introduce Matt to the podcast. So Matt, tell us, tell us, give us an introduction. Who are you? Where are you from? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Matt, Matt Yunovich, um, 43 years old. Um, married, three kids, um, and I do ultra running. <laughs> ultra running. I think ultra running is uh, is not enough of a good example for you. Um, well, anything over twenty six miles technically is an ultra run. So fifty miles, uh, you well within that range. Um, so well done. If Thank this was your first um, first ultra marathon, then definitely well done. Because a lot of people start from thirty miles, oh, really? fifty k, and that is the kind of the baby ultra, as they call it. So to do a fifty uh, as your first one, yeah, well done. It's good. We'll come on to all the details and and listener warning. We're going to be talking about ultra marathons quite a lot, but the the context is, I want to kind of dig a little bit, right? So I want to dig in terms of what separates an ultra runner from a mental perspective yeah. from the physicality of it but we'll get into it and coincidentally another coincidence i heard that you also were in that race uh, i was the indeed. glasgow yeah, to Edinburgh. we must have must have passed each other at no some we point. definitely didn't pass each other I, I, <laughs> I was right at the back uh it took me just under 14 hours so go yeah. on give us your time uh I think I did it just under 10 hours. Under 10 hours. Nine hours and 55 the, minutes. The rain like was horrendous. It like, was biblical. It didn't stop, did yeah. it? Yeah. Like, it's certainly all the all the races, not just ultras, uh, all the trail races, road races that I've ever done. This was the worst in terms of weather conditions. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely made it a lot harder than, yeah. than it, it was the year before. Um, yeah. Not good. Massive uh, challenge. Massive challenge. So before we get into it, and we're going to get into lots and lots of detail, 
I want to take a step back. Okay. So one of my biggest challenges is balance in life, right? So yeah. trying to commit or find the time to do all the things that I know and feel that I should be doing, right? Yeah. So part of that's looking after myself. Part of that's looking after the relationship that I have with my wife. Part of that's look, being a dad and yeah. looking after the kids. Part of it's clearly, you know, job and friends. And, and it goes on and on and on. Now, I know just from doing marathons, let alone the uptick in training that I had to do for the ultra, yeah. the amount of time that you have to invest yeah. in it is significant. It is. So w what's, your, what's your view on trying to juggle just everyday life with the challenges of doing ultra running? I think from my point of view, you know, I had to think about what, what is important for me what is necessary and um i always say there's always time for fitness you know there's smaller things like you know sitting on your phone watching tv things that you can easily cut out and have a quality time um exercise and spend time with your family things that are important to you things that are less important and it, literally tv uh, phone things like computer games these are time thieves. Ma massive time thieves. Massive time thieves. It's how easy is it to sit down and start, my wife calls it doom scrolling. It is. It, it is doom scrolling. Absolutely, it is doom you know? scrolling. And, and before you know, it's 15, 20 minutes and, and you haven't achieved anything. Anything at all. Nothing at all. Cut down on these little things and you'll be surprised how much time you have for ultra run, for training, so, for quality time with your family, you know. But, but that takes awareness, Matt, right? So, so you have to, you have to be aware that that stuff drains your time, whether yeah. it's TV yeah. or doom scrolling. Yeah. I love that. Um, but you have to be conscious of it before you can act on it, right? Yes, I, but but I think, again, from my experience, it was the fact that I recognised I was getting so much more in terms of physical fitness, mm -hmm. but it was also the fact that when you go for a run and you get that boost of dopamine. Um, and you get that runner's high and you you actually enjoying it and you need to recognize even if you, if, you, if you can't be bothered if you're really tired if if you're i don't know you're drained after a hard day at work mm -hmm. and how easy it is to sit down and put netflix on well or you just but you, but you mentally got, you just were like, oh, yeah, right? yeah yeah but then when you actually think about it i'm i'm not gaining anything here you know am i actually resting here or am I just distracting myself completely? Force yourself to go out, do that five, six, ten mile or whatever, whatever your training is, and you feel so much better. And knowing that I feel so much better after a run, knowing how it affects my um, psyche, if you like, mm -hmm. um, that's what motivates me to go out over over sitting in front of the telly and and watching TV or scroll on my phone, you know? So it, it's it's knowing what I, what, I, what I get out of doing that particular thing. You, you've made the link, right? There's yeah. a correlation between doing that and feeling good. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I'm guessing as well, and I'm assuming this, but it'd be good for you to validate it. If you're in a good place, then you, you're giving the best version of yourself really to, to those around you, Absolutely, right? mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, how many times, you know, you have a stressful day at work and you come back and you you, you literally just want to you know close the door you do don't don't speak to anybody yep. but uh, 
I mean, you will speak to my wife soon, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she will. She can. She can tell you. You know, even a hard day at work, I'll go out for a run, and, I, and I'll say openly, I can't be bothered today. You know, mm -hmm. I really can't be bothered going out. I'm so tired, but I will force myself because I know I will feel better for it. And all the times I'll tell her, you know, she'll she'll say, I'm really tired. Go for a run. And I'll motivate her. She'll go for a run. She'll come back. Do you feel better for it? Yes. And, and so that's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. It? It's guaranteed. guaranteed. And, and the weird thing about it all is that tiredness that prevents you from going. Yeah. Actually, you gain energy yeah. from being on a yeah. run. So Absolutely. you feel more energetic. And, Absolutely. But, but, but I think that's a, that's a level of awareness that a lot of people don't have because yeah. they are into a routine, right? Yeah. Of, of uh, and, and it's very hard to yeah. convince yeah. people who are in that other routine that doing something different might help them yeah. psychologically and physically, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so <clears throat> the balancing thing, I think clearly you know there's a correlation. It helps you, it helps your relationship. So... Talk to me. Let's get into the ultra running then, right? Okay. Which is the primary primary reason for for getting you on as a guest. So, I remember my wife saying to me when I suggested, you know, I think I fancy an ultra, and I'd done several, four marathons, four marathons, and goodness knows how many half marathons. But I thought I'm going to try something different. So, I remember her saying to me though, "What? Why do you need to do that? Like." what is it that is is missing that you need to push the boundaries and i said well i need to i need to test myself i need to challenge myself i need to put myself in a a zone of discomfort and maybe even potential failure so that i can kind of learn and and see how far i can go right one of the things that strikes me i'm going to throw the same question at you but it's going to be a bit different because we've got a similar out outlook i would say yeah. a base level right um, I don't know whether I'm ready to go where you went, but the point is, and the questions related to that is, you've you've pushed the boundaries because you're doing ultras. Yeah, I I assume the the 220 odd mile ultra was the biggest one you've attempted. Yes. So where I guess where's the line? Where does it stop? And is there a line? It's a right? good question. That, that I don't I don't know if there is a line. <laughs> I don't know if there is a line. I'd quite happily sign up for a longer one. Honestly? Yeah. Um, and I know people who have done longer ones. Uh, so it, it, I think, you know, if it's your first one and it didn't kill you and you actually want to do another oh, no, one. I, I definitely want to you do will another get one. There. Trust me, you will get there. You will want to do a 200, 220 miler. Um, it's... See, again, it, it's something that you kind of start thinking about as you get into ultra running and it's not the, the first the first thought is yes i want to challenge myself mm -hmm. i finish i finish a marathon yeah and then you start to think i manage that how far can i go actually right. you know and you see, you see other people doing it will i manage you know i really enjoyed going through that hard phase of hardship you know be it four four hours five hours whatever it is but I'm managed. Mm -hmm. Can I go further? And then you go further. You do your 50 miler. Mm -hmm. And then you look at other events like, I've done this. I wonder if I can do this. So it's that curiosity, you know, where is my limit? 
that's that's one side of it, and it's the challenge, physical challenge. But what? Obviously, I had a lot of time to think about it. I didn't do all my runs, but I think it's it's that hardship that you put yourself through, um, that feeling on the discomfort and that moment where your body actually, you know, screaming at you and telling you to stop. Mm -hmm. But it's having that mental strength to actually say, well, you know, my legs are sore. Yes, my arms are sore. My my back is sore. I'm tired. I want to sit down. But I will keep going because everything still works. Mm -hmm. It's sore, but it still works. works. Absolutely. And you're breaking your body down. Effectively, you are. Mm -hmm. You are. But mentally, you're gaining so much strength from that. And I think that is the best feeling that not only physically you've conquered the distance and you managed it, but you mentally, you you, you basically mentally conquered it as well. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of questions going through my head, right? So, yeah. so forgive me for this. So what is it that excites you more? Is it is it the duration in time? Mm-hmm. Is it the technical complexity, so things like elevation or terrain, or is it the mileage? What what if I, if I put all of the kind of dangly carrots with each one of those in front of yeah. you, which one would you take a bite of? Do you know what? Preferably combination of all, really? all three. Um, my preference in terms of uh, marathons, ultra marathons, uh, it's always trail. And the hillier, the better. Really, it just makes it more difficult, you know. And it's uh, usually, if it's up in the hills, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, that's part of part of this. The whole experience is uh, the, these events. Certainly, the ones that I've done so far, they're not your typical marathons, like you see Edinburgh Marathon mm-hmm. or or Paris Marathon. Yeah thousands and upon thousands yes. of people yeah. taking part and nobody's nobody's really you, you're you're just like in a crowd do you know mm-hmm. what i mean you're 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 anonymous whereas with this you're you're experiencing you're experiencing uh, solitude um with your 50 miler although it's relatively flat like i said we had biblical conditions mm-hmm. it was it was horrendous yeah but I'm sure there were sections of the the route that you were just by yourself. Yeah, and I loved that. By the way, I enjoyed it's, that. It's good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, as much as you enjoy spending time with other people, but yeah. it's your time. Yes, and you're the only person you are racing really is is yourself. Yeah, you're fighting with yourself, and you keep going. But you can you can imagine a hundred miler or even that you know two hundred twenty miler. There's sections of you know. 20, 30, 50 miles that you will not see anybody. Not a soul. Not a soul. You run through the night. It's, it's middle of nowhere. And you're just by yourself. Ha, ha, can I, and this is a daft question because, again, I've only done one. With those sorts of mileage and in that sort of terrain and and, and the conditions you describe in terms of not being able to yeah. see anyone, how do you not get lost? Well, th- well we're getting into a, a bit of technic- Different technical, te- te- technical yeah. thing. Uh, I use my watch basically, so it's okay. It's, so so you, like GPS. So it's a GPS watch, and you put a, a route. Most most of the organisers will provide you with a GPX file, which is a a, a file oh, containing the those. route okay. yep. of the event. 
So one of the requirements usually that you need to have a map. Yes. And you need to know how to use it and a compass. And obviously it lives in my bag. But if you have a GPX, which is usually provided by the by the organizer, uh, then it saves time of, of reading the map. And that and keeps and you, and that it, keeps it keeps you, right. you, you know, and if it's like it's middle of the night, you're 160 miles into the, the race, it's middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning. Last thing you want to do is just whip out a map and compass and say, where am I going? I'm surprised. I thought that would yeah. be the first thing you'd want to do. No. You, no. So, okay. So, you so this talk, is a backup. That, that's a yeah, backup. Okay. Yeah. So you talked about something that was really interesting, I think, and... You talked about presenting yourself with a challenge, yeah, and going through. Actually, let's let's be honest, right? It's it's sometimes it's hell, and then you think of the the logic, right? The common sense of that, yeah, and you think about the psyche, yeah. So, if you asked anyone, do, do you want to be comfortable, or do you not want to be comfortable? I would guarantee that. A large majority, like ninety percent plus yeah. of any population, actually, but probably more so Western, yeah. would say comfortable. Ninety yeah. plus percent. Yeah. And the stats, by the way, just r- very rough, approximate stats on the percentage of population who do marathons around one percent, right? The percentage of population who do ultras zero point one percent. Yeah, zero point one percent, right? So that got me thinking about. Why, why would you want to do it? So are, are you kind of, is it ingrained? Are you, you know, I, I've always exercised because I've enjoyed it. And like you, yeah. I've I've made the correlation and the link between I know that when I do that, I feel better. And when yeah. I feel better, I perform better and I'm a better person. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason most other people don't do it is because they're unable to make that correlation yeah. or maybe they just don't get that yeah. same feeling. Yeah. But, but, but. I, I can understand where they're coming from, right? Why why would you want to put yourself in a difficult yeah. circumstance? The answer I have, and I don't know whether it's different, mm-hmm. is I think you become more resilient, able to manage life's ups and downs better because you're putting yourself through an awful lot of crap yeah. in something like that. So when, you know, when a kettle breaks or you're, have a flat tire it's literally nothing in comparison to the type of stuff you go through so that's the kind of conclusion i is it similar for you it's it's exactly what you said it's exactly what you said you know you put yourself through uh, through all this pain Uh and and suffering effectively uh but when you finish it's such a massive accomplishment both mentally and physically that when you come in real life, you know, when you come to to a, a, a you know a fork in the road, and and you know there's there's any problems, you, you can you kind of draw back to your 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 kind of experience of ultra running, and it's like I've I've been through so much worse, you know, and I and I and I finished it, I yeah. managed it. This is nothing. This is nothing. Um, you know, it's. It, People say, um, when they ask me about my ultra run, especially that, that last big event, you know, and I tell them I, I finished this um, course in 88 hours. And they ask me, how, you know, what about sleeping? I slept one hour. During, like, I, I, I read that and I want to get into that because I, yeah, I cannot yeah. fathom it. And and again, it's something that I think about now. You know, yeah, it, it, it sounds crazy. It's, it's it, it does sound crazy. crazy. And if somebody told me that, before I did it, you know, you're gonna sleep, you go, you will sleep for an hour. 
during four days of running. I said, it's, it's impossible, but it is possible. And if you manage this, you can do anything. I, I truly believe if you, if you, you know, do hard things like this, then nothing else in life will stop you. So, you know, so on the sleep side, yeah, <coughs> excuse me, on the sleep side, one hour, yeah, which you, as you rightly say, is just, yeah, um, let, let, let's get into the practicalities where you're in the middle of, right? So, like you, um, remember, uh, Glasgow to Edinburgh, yeah. Every so many miles, you have an aid station. Okay. So, so the aid stations that there are aid stations on the race across got Scotland it, as well. Got it. Okay, they're just uh, further. They're further just further afraid. apart. Got it, got it. You know, the longest section, uh, and it's quite a hilly section as well. The longest section between aid station was about twenty-eight miles. So you have to be self-sufficient during between. during those times. Got it. So, aid station, uh, most of them on the on the route were uh, within community halls, okay. thing, things like this. Oh, so you can just bed down there if there, you want there to. Are, there basically there are kind of sleeping quarters within within um, within those eight stations, uh, either a separate room or it's just kind of a little kind of fenced off area with blow up mattresses so you can have a lie down. It's not really possible to have a proper good sleep anyway. Um, and I had opportunity to, to have um, you know, half an hour sleep there, couple hours sleep in another place, but I just could not sleep. I struggle sleeping if it's not in my own bed. Right. So the reason I slept only one hour is because that's all I got. That's all I managed. Uh, we did stop at a couple eight stations for just you know it was it was great just to take the load off and you know have sit down, uh, put your feet up for a moment just to rest. You have to rest anyway. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, I only managed one hour sleep. Yeah, um, I, wa I was hallucinating at one point, which I, I didn't think was possible. I heard stories about I heard it. stories about that. Uh, yeah. And I, th I thought that's that's not really possible. How but, far through were you when that that happened? Uh, it was actually fairly. Uh, was it the second night or was it the first night? I think it was the second night. Second night. And you were going through all the way through the second night, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you just started seeing things, hearing things, thinking things. Like... No, seeing things. Um, didn't hear things, but I definitely saw things. Shapes, bushes, and uh, trees formed into into different shapes, and I saw houses and and people where there were none. Bizarre. So t tiredness, ultimately, right? It Physical is, exhaustion. It's literally, it's literally that. Just sleep deprivation. When I I remember when I stopped uh, uh, at one of the aid stations, and I got changed into just fresh clothes. Yeah, I think it was I think it was near the Falkirk Wheel. Yeah. Um, so I must have stopped for about twenty five minutes. Yeah. Altogether there, yeah. right? Uh, and and my family met me and everything. It was lovely. But even after twenty five minutes, I was seizing. I was starting to yeah. seize. So the the question pure curiosity from my part when you get asleep even if it's an hour yeah. because you've stopped moving yeah does your body start to shut down yeah yeah Aye. so trying to get back even just to small movements again is a battle is it yes yeah the longer you go the harder the harder it is to start again but um i don't know what your training uh, regime or routine is um but certainly 
I always say that if you're ultra running, uh, most people do back-to-back long runs. So it's basically it gets you used to running on tired legs. Got it. So if you do a, a, a long run on, I, I usually do my long runs on, on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, Sunday morning, it's usually my legs are a bit sore. But you'll still go but out But you still go run. out. And, th- and the thing is, again, it's uh, probably heard the expression before, it's peaks, peaks and troughs yep. in ultra running. Yeah. Um, and it's just having that mental strength again to go out when your legs are aching, when you're a bit tired, but it, it goes away. It goes away. And the longer you go, it, it you know, you feel great. Mm-hmm. You run great and you, then you hit a, a, a trough and you start feeling pain. You start feeling tiredness. You're been you're going to be lethargic. You might experience hallucinations and stuff during the night, but then it goes away, and then suddenly you're feeling okay again. So it's just it's just knowing what's coming and knowing how to manage it. So a lot of um, planning and strategies, and and I think a lot of pro- problem solving. So yeah, you talk you talk about you talk about the back to back long runs. That's something I never did. Yeah. Right. So um I, I I think the furthest run I did, knowing that I was gonna do fifty six miles, I think I was doing it in time. So I think I ran for six hours okay. and covered something like it was yeah. pretty naff actually. It was like thirty four, yeah. thirty five miles, right? Yeah. So it was it was pretty bad. But I was really pleased with that distance. Yeah, I've only done a marathon. And so right? you should be. Yeah. Uh but uh, yeah, fathoming like talk to, what's a long run for you like 20, 20 miles 30 miles uh, yeah it could be 20 it could be 15 it really depends on terrain okay i'll give you an example you know uh, 50 miles from glasgow to edinburgh yeah on a sunny day yeah distance wise yeah long run and your your eggs will be your legs yep. will be will be sore yeah um but i've recently done um Pentlands run, okay, and there's a well-known route called the Pentland Skyline. Okay, so you're basically following all the peaks, and it's up and down, up and down, up and down. It's about 16 miles. Okay, but it's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> so the the fastest I've I've ever managed, and I know people do it a lot faster. I'm not I'm not the fastest person in the world, but the fastest for me was four hours and twenty minutes or something like that for 16 miles. But it's because it's like it's this. because it's up and down. So, uh, you know, long run could be, you know, 12, 13, 15 miles with a lot of elevation. Long run, I, I think you need to think about long runs in terms of time on your feet. Right. This this is more important than distance, distance, distance right. itself. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's, a, it's, a, it's very personal. You know, we all train differently and we have all different different abilities and different things will work for us yeah absolutely things are very different like in approach right yeah yeah but for me certainly long run i I try not to go over three hours generally Ah. on a long run sometimes i'll go around four um but i'll do back to back as i say um and between sunday uh saturday and sunday i will generally not go over 30 miles so it, 30 it, miles between two days. So I can do okay. 20 on one day, 10 on okay, the other. Okay, that, that seems more manageable now. Yeah. yeah. It's, again, it's something that I kind of found out during my research, and I found that it does work for me mm-hmm. with, generally, if I don't go over 
over three hours in training because over four hours, yes, you're, you're, you're kind of getting more time on your feet, but then it will take your body longer to recover. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, you're still getting quite a lot of time on your feet over two days, 30 miles. But uh, but then I, I do train during the week as well. Shorter runs, you know, eight, 10 miles. How, how uh, many times do you train there? How many, how many times will you go out running in a week? Seven days, how many times? Five. Five, so you do give yourself two rests. Two rest days, yeah, yeah. Occasionally, again, if you skip a, if you skip a run because you're really un- feeling, um, you know, a bit ill, yep. um, nothing's gonna happen, do you know what I mean? But generally, generally my, my kind of training routine is five days a week. And, and hills, are they good? Like in terms the, of, again? The more hills you do, the better. The better. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, especially if, if you're signing up for a, for a hilly, a marathon or an ultra marathon or even any trail hill tra- trail run um it's a lot kind of technical bits but generally if you if you're training for an event yeah uh, and you divide um your events elevation yeah by distance yeah it'll come up with a kind of factor figure and this you should follow that factor figure in your training Oh, that's new information. I, yeah. I'm, okay. But, but to make it kind of more simple, if you're signing up for a heli ultra, yeah, train in the train hills, in the hills, train right. in the hills, Common basically, sense, right. Common yeah, sense. get used to running in the hills, and uh, because you think uphills are the difficult bits, mm-hmm. it's, it's the downhills. It's the downhills. It's yeah. the downhills yeah. that will they'll destroy your quads. So the more you do it, the more your body gets used to it, and and it's even like hill walking. It's very beneficial to, to, to just run. getting out in the hills. Just getting out in the hills, as long yeah. as it's hilly and, yeah. and challenging. Yeah, gets your um, gets your heart rate going. So, a couple of things then. Nutrition. Yeah, I did a rough calculation. Mm-hmm. Rough, very very rough. Yeah, twenty two and a half thousand calories, roughly. Yeah, probably more for you because you're a bigger guy, right? Yeah, twenty two and a half thousand calories burned. Yeah, like, where do you even start? with trying to refuel that number of calories. And, and and I think going into aid stations at Ultras, it is like a kid in a sweet shop, isn't it? You've yeah, got everything yeah. in front of you. But I think I think I read something from you in the in the local article. Eventually, after you've had, you know, your thousandth yeah. sweet thing, you just yeah. crave something else, right? Yeah. You, you you get something that's called taste fatigue. Taste fatigue, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to describe it. You get taste fatigue after a while. And you'll see with a lot of not even newbies but experienced ultra runners um will get to a stage where nothing goes down uh some people uh, you know it all comes back yeah struggle to struggle to keep it down yeah and you struggle to put anything down Uh, you struggle struggle to eat nothing 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 tastes right after a while so it is a long process um but you need to work out what works for you in terms of during training, what works for you, what you can actually eat and what stays down. Um, I'm lucky enough that I've never, I've experienced taste fatigue a lot of the times, but I've never actually had an episode where everything where came back. Sick. Yeah, where I was sick. <laughs> um, so that was good, but I had uh, instances where I felt a bit sick and I felt like I, I can't I can't eat anything, even the gels, which Won't you need there. energy. Yeah, and if you yeah. don't eat anything, you yeah. don't take anything, you're you're, you're, you're gonna yeah, you're, you're done. done. Yeah. So 
again, like I said, it's 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 about problem solving. If you feel like something like that's coming, get to the nearest aid station, mm-hmm. or even if you have to stop on the side of the road, sort yourself out. Spend ten minutes sorting yourself out, and then once you know you sort the problem, keep going because otherwise you you're gonna stop. You're gonna, stop. You're gonna yeah, yeah. yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna finish. So, so but it's it's all some it's all things that you're gonna work out during training. That's what, what would g- give me give me some advice in terms of what's my next? And I know it's a very personal thing, right? Yeah. But I'll 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 be transparent. Fifty six. The next obvious one for me, the one that's calling to me, is a hundred miler. Yeah. Um, but I've seen there's a Grand Union Canal race, hundred and forty five miles, which mm-hmm. I think is Birmingham to London. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'm um uh shying away from there is that's also a canal race again yeah. so it's flat yeah and i'm just wondering whether i mix it up with the terrain now and put a bit of hills in but yeah i th- i don't know what would you because because it sounds daft to me at least to go yeah. from something like 56 to well i'll give you an example because it, it. again it's, it's a very very personal personal thing one of the guys that did the race across scotland uh last year and we chatted, we, we spent about 20 minutes running together and he had never done an ultra marathon. And he was he, doing he's, the big he one? He's quite, quite an accomplished marathoner. Okay. So uh, really, really accomplished runner. Yeah. But never done a, 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 an ultra marathon. He, was, he only ever done a marathon distance. Uh, quite a few marathons, albeit, but only a marathon. Uh, and he managed it no problem. So he completed. So again, he he kind of completely skipped all the all the ultra distances. Yeah. Whereas for me, I started with a with a baby ultra thirty okay. k. Then I did a a forty miler, fifty miler. So you built it up. One hundred k, and then uh, one hundred miles, and then it was just kind of kind of natural progression, if you like. But again, whatever works for you, you know what I mean. It's just. As long as you recognize that you need to train for a specific event properly. Is, um, is there a correlation between the big one and how hard it was for you? Or is that not necessarily I th- true? I think um, I think if you've done a 50 miler, there will be a, a massive difference between, because it is double the distance, double the distance of, a, yeah. of a 100 miler. Yeah. But once you reach the, the 100 miles, I think the two two twenty or two twenty two twenty three as it was in the end, um, it's not really that different. Just more of the same. Really. It's it's the worst you'll feel on the hundred. Yeah, you will not feel any worse on the on the two hundred miles. There's different set of problems and challenges yep. that come with that distance. You need to look. Uh, on a hundred mile, you still need to obviously take that into consideration. Look after your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, look af- look at your pace. Make sure you pace yourself properly. Um, this is important a hundred, but it's even more so important on a on a two hundred okay. two hundred miler. You know what I mean? So, but lessons that you learn on a hundred miler, it's it's the same lessons that you will you will take from. On the two hundred miler, if you, if that makes sense. Got it. Okay. The the um, other thing, maybe I'm thinking about twenty four hour, which might be close to like a hundred mile distance, maybe ninety mile distance. Again, but it just hour. it just depends on the terrain. Mm-hmm. On a on a like you uh, said, sixteen was yeah like yeah a, a lot. So the, the I've only I've only done one 
100 miler. And it was along the Southern Upland Way as well. It was the GB Ultras, uh, Ultra Scotland okay. 100. Wow. So it's part of the same Oh, was route. it? I was yeah. part of it. So okay. it's basically the, the 100 mile section of, of the full, wow. full bit. Wow. Um, so you got to that bit in the big one and thought, I've done this one before. Well, yeah. And the year before, <laughs> I did the 50. Right, okay. And, and I loved it so much. I was like, I, re- I really wanted to do the 100. I did the hundred, and back then, even after the fifty, I was looking at people doing the the two hundred miler dot watching, and I was just like, I can't. Believe, how <laughs> how is this possible? It's you dangerous. Know? You're dangerous. Um, <laughs> okay, so so I, I want to fi- finish on the physical activity because I, w- I want to explore a bit more about Matt. Right. Okay. So um, on the finishing the physical activity, the one thing I was surprised to read was you're also part of a running club. I am right, yes. and and what didn't compute there for me was when we train generally especially marathon runners ultra marathon runners tends to be alone and you kind of the the lone wolf thing and even during the races you're on your own for vast amounts of time yeah but then running clubs are really social so is that just a way for you to kind of balance out both Or, or or is it about in an ultra you're competing with yourself but in a club you there's other competition like not really okay. to me um, it's more social it's more social yeah um generally that you know the running club that i'm in uh haddington running club um great bunch of guys uh, everybody's so friendly um and we do um one training night a week where you get to catch up with people and one of the reasons that i joined the club uh was the wealth of knowledge of people because there are ultra runners in the club uh, people who have done um ultra ultra marathons before i even attempted that right. my first one okay so there's a lot of experience there and there's a lot of people you can speak to and get some advice and and their point of view you know there's there's you can learn from other people well it's local to me like i might it's, give it a go absolutely so you should <laughs> so you should uh, so let's 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 explore other avenues so that so that we don't have you in a pigeonhole box here as a as only an ultra marathoner. Um, talk to us about other things that that keep you on the right side of kind of mental health positivity and and what gives you joy in life. Um, I think the main thing at the moment or over the last few years is running. Is definitely is running. running. Okay. Um, I do have another passion which is motorcycling. Um, and uh, especially uh, motorcycle touring. So uh, you mentioned that before, there's a big uh, parallel between ultra running for me. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I realize that there is a, a big connection between touring, motorcycle touring, long distance touring and ultra running, where you put yourself through a period of discomfort and hardship, you know, but you get to see so many wonderful places. Uh-huh. And when you get to your destination, final final point, if you like, for your day's journey and you set up camp, you know, in your somewhere in the hills, mm-hmm. it's, it's just amazing. You get just such a such an amazing feeling of, of bliss and peacefulness. You know, what I mean, and it's something and it's something that I experienced during ultra runs as well. Um, so yeah, I I think it's like like we said, you put yourself through a, a deliberate period of hardship and 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 discomfort, but you know that will benefit you. It's you know worth you're, it, you're, right? it's worth it, and you'll feel better for it. 
So is it the tranquility? Or it's it's the, as well as well as the adversity and the challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's it's both. Um, I I don't think anybody would um, enjoy pain by itself, uh-huh. but there has to be some sort of a, a reward a reward for uh-huh. it. And I think both with ultra running and long distance motorcycle touring, that's that's the rewards you get to see. Uh, some wonderful places. You you meet some wonderful people, um, and you experience um, both amazing support from other runners, organizers of of races, volunteers, other bikers that you meet along the way, uh, and you also experience solitude, mm-hmm. which totally um, helps you just chill out you know what i mean it's, i don't think we get enough solitude anymore no, my, my previous no. guest uh who's a counselor um talked about really encouraging people to get bored we don't get bored anymore yeah we do yeah because we're on we're on a hill somewhere with yeah. nobody to talk to and so we've only got our own thoughts right yeah. and 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 we have to but a lot of people they're just constantly bombarded by noise or distraction yeah and it doesn't allow space for their heads to wander and be creative anymore absolutely so, absolutely. so that's what you're getting i, th- I abundance. think i think as a society mm-hmm. in general western society like you, like you mentioned that before i think we have it too easy yes and uh, you know things easy, like yeah. social media yeah. uh things like uh mobile phones um tv we just get bombarded with with everything and it's it's so easy to just you you literally you you can you can pick up your phone without moving Uh you 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 can watch youtube on it you can watch tv you can shop five hours later you you can speak to people exactly you know back in the day you know you would you know you wanted to go to the shop you wanted to buy something, you had to make an effort, mm-hmm. get out of the house, go mm-hmm. and, and buy this, buy you that. You don't even need to do that anymore, right? No, yeah, you can just speak to people, you know, write a letter or go and visit them, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, whereas nowadays, it's just everything's in the, in the palm of it's your hand. It's not healthy, is it? It's not healthy no. and it's just too easy. And I think, again, you you see that all over, all over the place. Um, it's... Things like Facebook and Instagram, there's a lot of these uh, influencers Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, people who present you with this, with this idyllic almost life. It's artificial. It's nonsense. It it really is. It really is artificial. And I think a lot, it it accounts for a a lot of problems nowadays, mental health problems and, and, and issues with the society. Um, So I think putting yourself through that hardship. Uh, through physical fitness and it and it's just it makes up for it massively do do you think it gives you a a better sense of appreciation of things you appreciate things more absolutely even the simple things absolutely you don't take them for granted absolutely. you appreciate them do you know even as as a as a um as a teenager i uh-huh. used to go i used to go camping a lot yeah i loved camping yeah. i'm it's i'm great. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm quite an outdoorsy person yeah. i always have been yeah but even going camping for a week or two uh, and you have no running water and things like that, you know, it's very, very basic. Yeah, but then you and get then, home. And, and, and then you get home and then you, like, simple things like, like 
Hot shower, water. hot water, <laughs> you know, nice and clean toilet, you know, comfy bed. And it puts a big smile on your face, doesn't it? it? Exactly, exactly. And and I think it, we just take things for granted. We do, 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, so so uh, by the way, on the on the motorbike side, this is a bit scary again. So I've got a Yamaha Tracer 9, GT9. Okay. Um, I don't get out on it as much as I'd like, again, yeah. because of family and work. Yeah. Um, but I love it when I do. Yeah. Um, I, I need to do more touring, but it's a phenomenal bike. What have you got? I've got a Suzuki. I've got two bikes. I've got a Suzuki. Of course you've got two bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a V-Strom 1050. And I've got a, a VS... Uh, 1400 Intruder wow. is more like a chopper wow. style and the other one's an ad- adventure bike so it's, but just like yourself last couple of years you know COVID and everything yeah, it's, it's hard, just right? it's, it's just put a, a, a drastic stop to it but I'm hoping to resume my adventures in uh, in the summer amazing fingers so crossed is is there a, just to close off then is there, is there what bit of advice would you give to the general public the listeners out there in terms of just keeping on top of life general day-to-day life running's clearly the big one for you yeah and physical exercise so beyond suggesting that is there anything else that you found is a is a good way to just cope with ups and downs is it more about trying to just getting out and doing something absolutely yeah absolutely just go i i appreciate running's not for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, you can walk like you said right But you can walk walk. You, you know if you want to go to a gym if a gym's your thing Go and try a gym. Yeah. If uh, if you like cycling, go but but go out and do something. Mm-hmm. Go out and do something. If you exactly, you know, if you if you're gonna sit down and waste an hour or two on your mobile phone and watching TV. The, the amount of people, Matt, who say I haven't got the time. Yeah. And then they proceed to tell you about binge watching a Netflix. Yeah. yeah. You know. The thing is, like set. exactly, people say I've, I haven't. I'm so busy. I haven't got time. There's always time. There's always time. There's what always you choose time. to do with exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll give you an example. Is like we we don't we don't have uh, TV. Mm-hmm. We uh, I do have Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've we've stopped paying um, TV license yeah, a couple of years yeah. ago because you don't you, do, you don't you don't if you don't watch TV you don't need to pay it. Yeah. So not not only that, but like it saves us money now as well. Even better. Even exactly. Better. So. But get out and do something. But get out and do something. Message. That's that's the message I think. Just be active, and the more you do it, the more you'll enjoy it. You know, simple things like you even you know get yourself a watch, and that counts counts your steps. You know, <coughs> set your motivation. Set right? yourself a little challenge. You know, I'm going to do five thousand or ten thousand steps a day, um, and and start somewhere. Start somewhere. That that's the point uh, as well. Don't search for and, perfect. Yeah. Just do and then, something. Yeah. And then keep at it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just having that mental awareness that. You need to keep at it, even when you don't feel particularly motivated. Everybody get even top athletes get it. That's that's the thing. That I think that's the thing you need to remember. That everybody has has an off day. Yeah. And if you can't be bothered, just remember that if you actually go out, force yourself, actually force yourself to go out, you will enjoy it and you will feel better for it. Fantastic. Matt. Thank you so much for coming in. No, I'm thank sure you for I'm, having I'm, me. I'm honestly in awe. I'm sure a lot of other people are in awe as well, but really good lessons. And thank you so much for sharing so much. Thank you. All right, cheers. <laughs>